We are the Ballbusters. Your sports news podcast on Unbenched. Breaking the glass ceiling through sports. Hello friends, it's Michaela here with a quick little editor's note. So for starters, we had some audio troubles, especially with the first half of this episode. So basically, most of the football segment, um, there's going to be some little hiccups throughout it. We did our best to cut it out. Um, There was a whole section where we did actually have to take out the audio because it was inaudible. Specifically, when we were talking about the Dalvin Cook situation, we all did have things to contribute, but it was unfortunately inaudible. So uh, you won't hear any of that. Also, we talk about Odell Beckham Jr. We speculated on a bunch of teams that he could end up on. Obviously, you know now that he is with the Rams. And we also did talk about Bob Murray. We do know now. Kind of the result of that situation. So... I'm just jumping from the future here to let you know, and thank you for listening to Ballbusters. We apologize again for all the technical issues, but we should have that figured out for next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Enjoy. Oh, my God. Hi, friends. Did you miss us? We missed you. Um, it's Ballbusters. We're back. We took a week off because, surprise, we're university students, and because we live together. So you know how they're like, if you spend a lot of time with girls, your periods will sync up? Yeah, well, like, our mental breakdowns synced up. And so did our, like, hectic school schedule. So last week was, quite simply, not happening. The fact that we made it happen this week is nothing short of a miracle. Hi, what's up? My name's Casey. I'm concussed. But we're here. We're thriving. The sports world is on fire. And we're going to talk about it. Um, We're also doing our first ever all-in-person Ballbusters recording because Karina can't be joining us for the next little bit. So you've got the residents of... The Hockey Ho House coming at you live from our couch and our blue chair. Say hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm on the blue chair. So we, we we figured out that it was smarter to sit in a circle instead of a line because of my passing purposes. Yeah, the line doesn't really work. The line works when we all have to like be on Zoom and talking to Karina. But because she's busy doing big girl things, we're going to sit in a circle and talk about you know, the sports world. Kind of sucks, and because we took a week off, kinda, kinda. we've got we've got a lot more of the sports world sucking to catch you up on. Starting with, we're diving right into it this week. We have no time for pleasantries. You, we, you know, wow. Did I just have a stroke on like live pre-recorded radio? Oh yeah, you did. Of course, I did. Anyway, lift your right arm. Oh my god, she had to think about it. She had to think about it. She literally just looks down. And goes, uh, uh, and then raised it. All of this, all of this is staying in. All of this is staying (laughs) in. Alright, so we're gonna get right into it with football, the love of my life. Um, remember when I used to complain that, like, nothing was happening in the NFL? Yeah, okay, I take that back. Because I've got over a page of notes for this godforsaken league. We're gonna start light. And then we're just going to get heavier and heavier and more depressing as we work down this page because that's, yeah, it's my show and I'll do what I want. Um, it's my party and I'll cry if I want wait. to. <laughs> Copyright. I, I don't think we can get to. copyrighted if it's that bad. Yeah. True. If it sucks that much, I don't think they can find us. Yeah. All right. So first things first. What the 
actual hell is happening in the National Football League. And I mean this on multiple fronts. First of all, there was a final score this past week that was 9-6. When was the last time neither team hit double digits? Can someone please find that out and let us know on Twitter because I'm too lazy to Google it. Um, but yeah, no, that was wild. So yeah, the Jaguars won a game on this continent. Everybody clapped for something we never thought would happen. Well, go you. Congratulations, you did it. Uh, you beat Buffalo, which is kind of shocking. But I feel like someone needs to tell the Bills that just because you stop the other team from scoring a touchdown doesn't mean you automatically win, especially if they're also going to stop you from scoring a touchdown. It's kind of how football works. But imagine paying money to go to that game and then only seeing, you know, five field goals. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad. Also, last week we had the Jets beating Cincinnati, and then this week both teams looked like their 2017 selves, i.e. incompetent football teams. Um, it's kind of chaotic, and I'm living for it. And then there's also the fact that literally everybody is hurt. Jameis Winston is out. We've seen Christian McCaffrey be out again, but really, is that surprising anyone? No, I don't think so. Um, and... It's kind of calling, not necessarily calling into question, but if everyone hurt, this is our first 17-game season, and if you haven't seen the soundbite yet of the Cleveland defensive line trying to figure out how many games are left in the season, because this is the first 17-game season and everyone has lost, please go watch that, because it's really funny. One of the players turning around and being like, yeah, we got we got six more left, and Miles Garrett is like, we we have eight left, buddy. Um, that was quite quite entertaining. So thank you football for math? quality content. Oh my god, football math? Media math? Football math. Football math, media math. Um, Me not knowing the difference between 20 and 30 last week? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. Truly. It's okay. We all tried to figure out 10% to 500 yesterday, and we had four different numbers before we realized we were right, and it was 50. Yeah, I think we all said 51st, and then we were like, wait, no, that no, doesn't five, sound right. No, no five, 30, 10, 30, no, 10, five, okay, oh, it's five. Yeah, okay, I, 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 like, need to give us credit. None of us said 30, we knew- Every number we said had a five in it, I think. Yeah. 10 doesn't have a five in it, babe. Maybe we didn't say 10. <laughs> I don't think we said 10. I think we did say 10. Zero decimal five. <laughs> yeah, math does not happen in this apartment, and I'm taking an economics course, so ask me how that's going. Um, all right, so yeah, the NFL is chaotic, and I'm living for it. How's your team doing? Let us know on Twitter, because my team is suddenly in a playoff spot, and I don't know how to feel about that. I'm kind of conflicted, but kind of excited. Hey, y'all, do you know what happened this week? Tua Rizvi changed her football team. Yes. Because, great segue right here for Casey. We're going to be talking about her ex-football team yeah. very soon, um, but she has an announcement. She's committed. I'm committed. We have a new commitment. I have. I am now committed to the New York Giants, I think... Okay, so it was between the Jets and the Giants. Um, I would not let her be a Jets fan. I wouldn't let me be a Jets fan either. And I think this should have been my obvious choice when I was originally choosing a football team. I, If you don't know, I chose the Raiders because I liked how their stadium looked. I, and I kid you not, that was... Just, just say you liked them because they had a gay dude. Yes, that too. I'm a little bit biased on that one. Um, but... I, I was like, the obvious choice is New York. Like, I don't know why I didn't think of it first. I grew up there. Um, Casey goes, I realize you're just holding it up for me. I'm sorry. Casey goes, why New York? They suck. And I was like, bestie, I live there. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast every week, you know I don't shut up about it. It's very annoying. I know. I annoy myself too. But I'm a New York Giants fan now. Um, I don't know if anything will come out of this because we know I watch 
football when it's on the TV because my roommates are watching it. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys have the Giants, like, soon. Two times in the last month or something. Like, twice in January, I'm pretty sure. Oh. It might be interesting. Or in December, maybe. I think twice in December, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Dewar's has a new football team, but does she truly understand how football works? No. It just, I said to Casey, like, this looks like a highly televised high school fight right now. Hot takes with Dua Rizvi. And then I got mad because she insulted the love of my life. Anyways, moving on. Um, oh, sorry, Alex, if you heard that. Whoopsies. <laughs> oh, no, just once in December, but we play you in December. I, I think dead. a bird just flew into Casey's window and it just vibrated the entire glass. I hope it's dead. Um, anyways, Odell Beckham Jr., speaking Wait, of the Giants. I hope it's batteries, fellow. Birds are fake. Jesus Christ. Speaking of the Giants, Odell Beckham Jr. is a free agent for the first time in his career. So if you don't remember, he was traded from the Giants to the Browns a couple years back. And out of nowhere, like, it just hit hit the fan in Cleveland. His dad was calling them, telling on him. He was demanding a trade, all because he wasn't getting the ball. And I'm like, hey, bestie, maybe it's just because you're not that good. Uh, but just a thought. Anyways, he, it's currently, as of recording, which is Wednesday around 2 p.m., it's looking like he'll sign in New Orleans. But with our luck, by the time this comes out, he will have already signed somewhere. And again, with our luck, it won't have been New Orleans. Um, I'm hearing that the Patriots are in on the race. Odell Beckham Jr. was prioritizing signing in Green Bay, although their front office was being less aggressive than others. For a while, it also looked like the Raiders would have been a really smart destination after they had to, you know, cut a criminal wide receiver in Henry Ruggs. But then they went out and grabbed Deshaun Jackson. So I would assume that that took them out of contention in the OBJ sweepstakes. So yeah, if he hasn't signed anywhere by the time this comes out, let us know where you think he'll land or let us know your impressions of where he did land. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on, on our friend Odell? Odell? I think he really just needs a fresh start. Like, the, <laughs> the drama with the video with from his dad and Baker Mayfield, like, he just needs to go somewhere and play football. This drama, it just, it doesn't make for anything good. And I feel like he's a person that he gets distracted by the off-field stuff very easily. And I think he can be good, like I do. He just needs to go and play football somewhere. And take the pressure off and just play football. Yeah, I think that's what this comes down to. Is And I feel like he can't go somewhere where he is, like, the only person that can do anything. He one. needs to go somewhere where he has help. But I don't think he will be willing to go somewhere where he isn't number one. Because I think that was his issue in Cleveland, was he wasn't wide out one by the time he came back from injury. And he wants to be the guy. But... But I don't know if he can Theoretically, I don't think he has the talent to be can handle it. the guy. And when you're the guy, it comes with a lot of off-field spotlight. It comes with a lot of off-field pressure. And we've seen now twice that that stuff just gets in the way with him. And add to the fact that he's injury-prone, clearly. Add to the fact that, you know, wherever he goes, drama seems to follow. I'm not sure I would be... If I'm a team that's like, I desperately need a wide-out one option... I don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. is the guy that I'm looking to slot into that spot on the depth chart just because of what we've seen from him recently. 
So I think New Orleans could be a really smart destination because they do have Michael Thomas, although he is also ridiculously injury prone. And currently, we'll get into this in a second, but um, currently he would have, if he goes to New Orleans, he would have Trevor Simeon throwing him the ball, which uh, is questionable. And I also think, I also think he needs stability when it comes to the quarterback. Yeah. I don't think you can go to a team that is going to have somebody different throwing the ball every week. That It's not going to work for him. No. That doesn't tend to work for, for anybody. most people, but especially him. Especially like, him who's trying to reestablish himself. Yeah, like rehabilitate this image and rehabilitate, I guess, I don't know, just his career in a sense. And, yeah. and show that he can be an impactful player. I just, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up, honestly. Yeah, I know Seattle was in the mix at 1.2, which again could make sense because there you've got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf that mm-hmm. kind of insulate him on a depth chart, but I don't know how likely that is. Also, you have him saying, I want to go to a contender, and it's like, hey, bud, I hate to break it to you. Seattle's not contending for anything anytime soon. But uh, yeah, so we'll stay tuned on that. Like I said, with our luck, he'll be signed somewhere by the time this comes out. So... Next on our list, Duarisby's ex-team. She's broken up with them because they <laughs> are just up, done, so, cut off, blocked. So entirely problematic. It's literally something new every single freaking week with this team. At the beginning of the season, it was great because all the new things were football related because they were forward out. Everyone was like, oh my God, how is Derek Carr leading an undefeated team? And then everything hit the fan, starting with John Gruden. Obviously, we've already gone into this. We don't need to go into it again. But there was that situation that situation finally settles down. The dust seems to have cleared. And then Henry Ruggs goes and does his thing, driving, what, like 156 miles per hour with twice the legal blood alcohol content, so killing a woman and her dog, is now facing a DUI as well as other charges that have him looking at over 50 years in prison. Which is, like, not enough. No. Um, so sad. That's yeah. not So the original charge awful. was DUI resulting in death. But that has since kind of escalated. There are a couple other things now. Because he injured the and it person keeps... that was in his passenger seat too, right? Wasn't the person in his passenger seat also injured? That I'm not sure. I don't know if there was anyone in his passenger yeah, seat. There, there was also a loaded gun in his car. There was a woman in his passenger seat. Which is, you know, questionable. Um, but yeah, there's new stuff that comes out daily about that case. So feel free to like go brush up on that one. Because we have another Raiders player who was just released for, um, you know, semi-criminal offenses. David Arnett. And his video in Instagram DMs where he was parading a gun around threatening to kill a fan. Because that's definitely something you want to be doing as a pro athlete. 10 on 10 recommends. Um, So that video came out, which then obviously caused the Raiders to release him because no shit. Which now means they've released both of their first round picks from the last draft. And if you actually look at their entire most recent draft class... I don't think there's anyone left on that team. Um, And if there are, they're on the practice squad and have no hope of making it up. So Vegas, I don't know what you're doing, but um, you might, at this point, it's, it's one of those, okay, like burn it down, start over. They lost to the Giants this past week, which I mean. That's embarrassing. Yeah, a little bit. But hey, go Giants! Woo! Derek Carr did say it was a lack of like on-field connectivity that, resulted in their loss and not because of the off the field issues, but it's really hard to imagine that having this many off the field issues wasn't going to result in a poor football performance 
at some point, and I think we did just see that manifest. So I'm kind of really curious to see where this goes, especially with the AFC West being so wide open this year with the Chiefs doing whatever the Chiefs are doing and everyone else in that division just being so inconsistent. So this honestly at one point was looking like the Raiders year, but now it's just going to be a question of can they get this back on track? Michaela, thoughts? <laughs> like, I don't even have to say about these Raiders. Like, we said it how many times at the beginning of this year? Like, oh my god, I can't believe the Raiders. They're so fun to watch. They were doing so well, and then it all fell apart. They shit their pants. Yeah. I just feel like this point, this season's kind of a write-off. Like, that sounds yeah. really bad, but I feel like you just have to stabilize your organization at this point. Yeah. Like, it's it gets worse every day. Like, you, this, you need to figure out what's going on. Because this off-the-field stuff is, as much as we don't want it to, it's going to impact play on the field every single week. Yeah. You need to stabilize your organization and then worry about what's going on on the field. Because there's too much stuff happening off the field right now. Especially when, like, the players that have been causing the off-field distractions weren't nobodies that are, like, 50 No, they're, no, they're notable like, players. It was your first wide receiver. It was one of your starting corners, like... These aren't nobodies, and you're not left with holes that are easily and you're fillable. Coach. And you know, like your head coach, who granted, I never thought he was a very good coach, but but you know, still, when the helm of your organization suddenly leaves, that's going to cause some instability, and then it just keeps getting worse. I, so I think this season's a write-off. I do. Yeah, I think you just have to kind of get through this and figure it out now. Yeah, it's like just put your head down, go straight. If you win games, great. But mm -hmm. that priority number one right now needs to make sure, needs to be that, you, like, none of your other players turn into criminals over the next eight yeah. weeks. That's a good um, way to put it. And then you can deal with chasing a championship next season. Um, all right. We're now into the big heavy one. I oh. told you, we were just going to keep getting heavier. Don't we? We are going to end the football segment with picks. So we will go back to being nice and light and funny. Um, we just need to talk about this for a couple minutes so Dalvin Cook all right the first I heard of this situation was Tom Palisaro's tweet that came out that said that Cook was the victim of things like assault and extortion but a couple hours after that I saw these statements regarding the lawsuit against Dalvin Cook for assault battery and false imprisonment so like me, you're probably asking, okay, what the hell is going on? I'm here to tell you. So, Dalvin Cook, allegedly, don't take a shot every time I say allegedly because you will have liver damage. I'm simply trying to cover our ass because we're broke college students and don't have the money for a lawsuit. Okay, thanks. All right, so he allegedly assaulted, battered, and falsely imprisoned his former girlfriend, according to a lawsuit that she filed on Tuesday. So this was a girlfriend that was an on-again, off-again relationship since 2018, they met in Florida while she was serving in the military. And and she's a troop? Holy shit, this guy's fucked. So there's that. Um, and they were splitting their time and they were seeing each other between Florida and Minnesota. So the details of her lawsuit are the... So the battery count alleges that Cook intentionally struck her multiple times over the span of a week. The assault count alleges that Cook intended to cause imminent apprehension of offensive contact when he repeatedly threatened to kill her while pointing a gun at her head. And the false imprisonment count alleges that he intended to confine her when he picked her up and would not let her leave. So those are the three counts. And then the lawsuit goes on to explain the incident 
that we're going to get into a statement about in a couple minutes. Um, so her accounts of this via her lawsuit are that she used a garage door opener that she already had to get into the house and grabbed the mace that she kept in the garage as protection out of fear for what Cook would do to her. So she was trying to get into the house to get her stuff and leave because this was immediately following those three previous counts, like the incidents of those. So that was that. After asking him for help to get her things together and leave, she alleges that he grabbed her and slammed her down, causing her lower forehead and the bridge of her nose to bust open. She then tried to spray him with mace out of self-defense, but was overpowered. And then throughout this suit, there are references to there being multiple guests over at Cook's house at the time of the incident, which is important because the statement that his lawyer put out will also reference that. So that corroborates each other. So there were other people there because both of them were saying it. So that's her side. This is this next part is where we get into Tom Pelissaro's tweet that says he was the victim of assault and extortion because as a response to this lawsuit being filed and news of it coming out, Dalvin Cook's lawyer, David Valentini, released a statement on Cook's behalf that details essentially his side. So the statement doesn't necessarily offer a rebuttal to the three counts of um, battery assault and false imprisonment, but does illustrate the other side of the rest of the incidents that happened that day. So the statement alleges that the garage door that she used to get into the house was actually stolen, that she punched him and sprayed him and his guests with mace, and then goes on to say that she forced him and his guests at gunpoint to stay in the house for the next several hours. So within the lawsuit, photos include her injuries and a screenshot of a social media DM exchange in which she detailed how bad her face was and how it meant that she might not be able to see her family for Thanksgiving. And he said he was sorry, but things just got out of hand from the jump. In speaking with reporters today, like literally 20 minutes ago from when we were recording, he stands by the fact that he is the victim and said that the truth will come out eventually. Both the Vikings and the League have released a statement that's your usual PR fluff. I swear they have these like copy and paste ones and they just change the name yeah. them every single time. There's probably a Google Drive folder with like the copy paste statements and you just have to fill in the blank with said player's name or the team, and the team name. They yeah. change like yeah. the date. Yeah. And, like, so, the incident. Literally. Or, and then it's, like, it'll be, like, PR statement for this incident. PR statement for this incident. Um, Cook's status is unchanged, and right now all signs point to him playing on Sunday for the Chargers. He is practicing today with the team. That's where he spoke to reporters. The other thing is, is that through none of this were the police called by either of them. So there's no 911 call record, and neither of them say that they did call the police at any time throughout any of these incidents. So that's the situation. This literally broke yesterday, and I'm sure there will be more developments by the time that this episode comes out, but this is definitely something to keep track of because I don't remember a time where there was like such distinct counts on either side of an issue where like theoretically like both sides make sense. What doesn't make sense is his statement has no rebuttal for the three counts of assault, battery, and false imprisonment. Yeah, like, he's not denying that. Yeah, he's not denying that, but it's the rest of it where I'm like, I don't know. And I know that my gut reaction is like, okay, like, this chick seems like a badass. So, like, I don't doubt that she was able to, like, hold her own in a fight. Mm -hmm. Do I think that makes it right for him to come out and, like, disparage him that he was the victim? No, because no matter how strong an, a girl in the military is... Uh, yes, hi, you're one of the league's leading running backs. You could run through a plate glass door and, yeah. like, come out unscathed. So, I don't know where this is going. 
But yeah. something I realized I completely forgot to put in my notes because I've like blacked this out from memory because it's so fucking stupid. Aaron Rodgers pretending to get vaccinated. Yeah, like, and then Shailene Woodley going on a Shailene rampage. Going on an investigation and being like, yeah, his feet are way bigger than that. That's not him. Stop saying you found pictures of him. And then a football reporter being like, I knew it wasn't him because he's a right-handed QB drinking coffee in his left hand. I knew it wasn't him because it literally did not look look like like him. Aaron Rodgers is not following COVID protocol because he has COVID and he's outside. That literally did, it literally was just a white man. It did not look like Aaron Rodgers at all. He wasn't even, like, Aaron Rodgers is way taller than that, too. And then saying he consulted other friends. Um, His close friend, Joe Rogan. Yes. So there was that. So obviously he didn't play in their last game. Jordan Love did. And it did not go well, but that's literally so far from the point of this. Jordan loves poor family. Oh my god. Rumor has it Jordan Love's mother is still making her way down from her seat (laughs) at Arrowhead. Um, Anyways. But yeah, so that was a thing. And Aaron Rodgers is coming out now being like, yeah, I misled some people and that was my fault, but I still stand by what I said. And what he said was basically, like, he has an immunization plan, and that's why he didn't need to get vaccinated. I'm like, okay, but you lied. Didn't he get, like, just B12 shots? and then He got, like, I don't know, but it was some stupid, like, hokey-pokey, like, sports science thing that he was trying to <laughs> Why did I think you were going to say, we do the hokey-pokey and we turn ourselves around. I was like, what are we getting at? Yeah. So, there was that. Aaron Rodgers um, needs to do the hokey-pokey, turn himself around, and go get the vaccine. Please. <laughs> He also said he got vaccinated in Canada, and I'm like, how do you, like, what? I just, like, there's so many things about this where I'm so I'm sorry, that is literally the movie equivalent of, you know of, like, when, like, people get, like, commit a crime, and then they're like, okay, we just have to make it to Canada, or, like, you know, running away from, into Canada, like, that's not how that works, bestie. Yeah. I promise we are a fully functioning country where we don't pretend to get vaccinated. Because didn't people think that he got AstraZeneca, but then they realized that he couldn't get AstraZeneca because he wasn't in the age range to get AstraZeneca? Yeah. Because he had to be 40, I think. Yeah. He's not, I don't think he's 40. So, that's, that's the Aaron Rodgers, you know, situation. There's, doesn't really appear to be like a clear resolution in sight but what i do want to mention is the fines came out yesterday so the team was fined three hundred thousand dollars for not being in compliance with covid protocol which is like the standard they said that at the beginning of the season that would be the the fine aaron Rodgers himself was fined just over fourteen thousand dollars now if you were to put that in comparison so do the do your fun little like fraction equivalents of that over his salary if you were to make that the equivalent of what like you'd be finding a typical American worker in terms of proportion to their salary. It's the same as if you find the typical American $33.80. That that's that's what we really we really asked this man to give what the hell? He lied. He genu like he just looked at COVID protocols and went, mm, yeah, no, those don't apply to me, so I'm just not going to. And expected to be able to get away with it. And then when he got caught, he started spewing nonsense that could actually cause genuine harm to thousands of people. So I feel like that's worth more than like a $33 fine. And I know you're going to be like, it wasn't $33. It's called math. Okay. It's just the equivalent. Um, when you're making a bajillion dollars. dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the Aaron Rodgers thing. Let us know what you think of that. We're going to move into picks before we switch sports because... We all need some fun. Something fun. Something fresh. All right. So your week 10 picks. Saints, Titans, 
Saints. Titans. Titans. Bills, Jets. One, two, three. Bills. Buffalo. <laughs> Lions, Steelers. 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 Yo, I want to pick the Lions because I'm tired of them not having a win. This team deserves a win. Nah, but like, no. Realis- realistically, like, they're no. not going to get it. So, like, Pittsburgh or Schittsburgh, but whatever. Um, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Jacksonville. Indianapolis. Indy. Um, Tampa, Washington. Oh my god, a playoff rematch. Tampa. Tampa. Tampa Bay, even if they all played blindfolded with their left hand. Um, mm. Cleveland, New England. New England. Cleveland. New England. I just had to do it for Casey. I trust this team. Oh, this will be a really interesting matchup for my dad and Evan Bush, who's so Evan Bush, former impact goalie, him and my dad like to yell at each other about football. He's from Cleveland, so I can't wait to see the insults that my dad throws at a professional athlete because of this game. <laughs> uh, Atlanta, Dallas. 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 I think, I think they're going to have a rebound after last week. Yeah, I think Atlanta is on their way to being dick down in Dallas. Oh, that was a good one. Is the game in Dallas? Yeah, it is in Dallas. Um, Carolina, Arizona. Arizona Cardinals, baby. Um, I'll let you know right now, Sam Darnold was just put on IR. Yeah, Arizona then. Yeah, Arizona. I would have said Arizona even with Sam Darnold, but... Yeah, but I don't know. Chargers, Vikings. Chargers. 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 Justin Herbert. I will never get over... Uh, guys, I'll never get over the fact that LA has two teams with the ex- almost the exact same colors. It's just yeah, so there's funny. slightly yeah. different shades of blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. the so, only difference. Also, like the LA Rams, and I remember like everyone from Ryerson was supporting the LA Rams because oh they have the same no col- creativity. Yeah, they have the same colors as us and the same name. And the same name. All right, Seattle Green Bay. Uh, Seattle because Seattle. no turn. Seattle. Kansas City and Las Vegas. Kansas City. Kansas. Kansas. Fuck yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. Kansas City. Um, Rams. 49ers. 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 Rams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I, God. Do you want to Ryerson? This, this could get ugly. I think the Rams will have a bounce back game after what Tennessee did to them. Matt Stafford won't throw a pick at a five-yard line from his ass. <laughs> Tennessee um, Titans, baby. Let's go, baby. Tighten up, baby. <laughs> I just, I just, you're fired. I just triggered Casey's fight or flight (laughs) (laughs) in a very large way. All right. We are going to pass it off from the NFL to the NHL. Let's talk some hockey with Dua Rinsby. Now that my laptop's done having an aneurysm, she like said hockey with Dua Rinsby and I to like be like, oh, wait, that's me. Um, hi guys. How you doing? We doing good today? Yeah. All right, let's get into hockey. A couple things went down in the last two weeks. I'm going to go over some stuff that went down uh, last week, too, that we're just going to talk about now. Uh, so, Jack Eichel, first of all, finally got traded. He's in Vegas now. And the really cool thing that Vegas did was they let him have the surgery that would help That really cool thing that That, he's been waiting for for a year. The really cool thing that he's been waiting for for over a year um, that will help him not be in constant pain every second of the day. They're letting him get surgery. So the Golden Knights acquired Jack and a conditional pick from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for Peyton Krebs, Alec Tuck. 
All right, so you're about to hear the mic quality change a bit because we are freaking idiots and we pass around a mic to like talk about sports and make sure our audio quality is good, but ends up we did not switch the input and so I didn't know I had to. I didn't know we had to either like and so it's been recording on the laptop mic that has been sitting in Mick's lap the entire time. In my defense, I'm so this isn't on me. No, it's not on you no, at all. it's on me. I just didn't know I had well, to Well, I've never done that either. Uh, oh my god, look at those levels. That's insane. <laughs> okay, so getting back into it. Jack Eichel is a golden knight. Uh, he tweeted, Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> so he is getting his surgery uh, in two days, which is, like, so great. Um... It's an artificial disc replacement surgery, and, like, I'm just gonna go over this again. So, the Sabres didn't want him to get it because it had never been performed on an NHL player, and they just wanted him to have his disc fused, Uh, but, like, he, he didn't want that, and it's his body, so he should have the choice, but the Buffalo Sabres technically owned his body, which is fricked up. I... I don't like that. Okay, it was fucked up, okay, guys? It was fucked up. But we've talked about it before. The point is now that he is finally getting out of there. He is... He's going to Vegas, and he's getting his surgery, and hopefully, 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 will make a healthy return late in the season. And this also opens up... um, And it's unlikely but could open up Olympic opportunity for him if I don't think so either but I saw it going around they said they said like the predicted healing time from the surgery is three to five months yeah see so three months would bring us to like the end of January yeah but I don't and the Olympics start um February 2nd the the tournament starts second week of February yeah, yeah or something like that it's either the fourth. It's like right after the All Star break. It's two days after. Um, it starts like I think. I think the first games are like the eighth or the tenth or something. Yeah. No. 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 It's not that. It's like it's like the fourth or the sixth because I know that it ends on the the twenty something. Yeah, the Olympics start, but hockey doesn't. Start no, I mean I mean hockey. Yeah. Okay. While Mick is looking at that, um, I think what's messed up is also like Buffalo just assumed that like he didn't want to go to the like what the kid opening preliminary preliminary round games are on the 10th oh okay never mind i was wrong mick was right which is usually what goes on it's just my birthday oh wait some of them are on the 9th ah but like around there yeah well it's it's around the uh, the upper middle of yeah like the middle of february but i don't know i just i feel like the u.s isn't gonna be like let's save a spot they won't let him i mean they won't the the surgery's never been done in hockey before so really he could be fine after two not like we literally don't know yeah yeah i and i just mean this is gonna happen to another player is what i'm saying this is probably he's not the he's not gonna be the only player that has ever been checked into boards and like damaged a disc okay he wants an artificial disc he's getting an artificial disc and this never happened in hockey before but it has to happen with someone first and it's so unfortunate that this is the saga that like led out um but it's finally over Thank God. And he's not going to be in constant pain anymore. How nice. I saw this question going around. How do you think that this impacts the way that players see the Sabres? And, like, wanting to go to the Sabres. Oh, don't touch them with a 10-foot pole. 
Yeah. Like, I would have said players probably had that kind of view for a while now just because of every year there's a new organizational calamity with that team, let alone the garbage that they put on the ice. But this, if I'm a free agent or if I'm creating like a no trade list, don't put me anywhere near Buffalo. Don't mention my name in the same sentence as Buffalo or at least not until that organization is wiped clean from the top down. They need to do a whole revamp. They like the Pagula family has done a great job kind of bringing the bills back, I would say. Oh, 100%. Because the bills are fantastic now. They need to do that with the Sabres. And like they're capable of it, but it needs to happen. Yeah. Um okay. So, now that this has happened, we are going to move on. Uh, Bob Murray has been uh, put on administrative leave by the Ducks organization. If you're not sure who that is, he's the general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. Related to a investigation um, like that involves professional misconduct is the way they put it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's no examples or anything. But he was put on leave on Tuesday, and it's there is an investigation going on. Uh, basically, just saying that he created a hostile works a workplace atmosphere. He would scold employees, sc- send messages to players, and berated berated the team's coaches. But we don't know exactly what happened. It's just like being a terrible human being. Um, not the, the kind of person you want to work for. Not the kind of person you want running your team. But, like, he would apparently send threatening messages to the players, be screaming at employees, like, saying terrible things to coach. Like, that's not, like, that's not the environment you want to be in. So, the team released a statement basically saying they will not be releasing a statement until the investigation is concluded. Like, they released a statement saying that that happened, and they said they will not be commenting further until... The investigation has been concluded. Um, so that's kind of where we're sitting at with that now. Thoughts? I mean, like, I respect their decision to, like, not put out a statement until the end because, like, they are the ones that did it. So, like, theoretically, like, putting him on leave is your statement yeah. until the investigation is concluded. So I don't really think there needed to be anything else than, like, clarifying, like, we will not be speaking further on this matter until the investigation is concluded. Which makes sense. Which makes perfect sense. I'm just, like, really curious as to, like, what the fuck happened. Because this, like, I mean, granted, we don't follow Anaheim closely whatsoever in this household, but this really came out of left field. Like, what was the final straw, almost, that yeah. they were like, okay, we're done with this? Yeah. Um, I mean, a hostile work environment is definitely not the kind of thing you want. And Anaheim has a pretty young team, and, and they're going to be good in a couple years, and... I don't know. I think you want to get this guy out, obviously, if he's causing issues and you want to investigate that and nip it in the bud before anything larger happens or anybody wants out of your organization because of him. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like, all we can do at this point is just wait and see what happens. Um, Because so much bad has happened in sports over the last week and a half and just like it's not i've just been listening here listening and i'm like god this is the world that we live in okay 
moving on so we're gonna talk about john doe 2 who is okay so john doe 1 is obviously kyle beach and then john doe 2 is how they've been referring to john doe 2 is the high school player but we can't forget that there's also another john doe who was the second player um the yeah the black ace too that lost his marriage and his life and who will not be coming forward over the like the entire sexual assault case that's going on right now he lost a lot and i think we just need to remember that there is another person out there we don't know who it is but they are also struggling and so much so that they don't even want to come out which is understandable given the way that things have been going on um but john doe 2 who is uh the high school hockey player that brad aldrich sexually assaulted following his departure from chicago he was given a reference letter if you are not familiar uh he was given a reference letter by the black hawks organization that allowed him to get more jobs in hockey including one at a michigan high school where he sexually assaulted a 16 year old hockey player so in an interview with rick westhead john uh john doe 2's mother says that like after watching kyle beach speak about the what he went through she wanted to reach through the tv screen and hold him like she did her son that day and basically he was sexually assaulted at the age of 16 by uh brad aldrich at the end of year hockey party in the spring of 2013 so it has now been what's that seven years eight years eight years media math aldrich is this is the only case where he went to jail for like he went to jail for nine months then he got out he pleaded guilty he was sentenced to jail for nine months then he got out and was um had to register as a sex offender is on probation for five years um i think his probation is over now though i'm pretty sure yeah it is uh so there's that and then on top of all of this the nhl informed a lawyer for john doe 2 that the league will not cover for the cost of counseling and therapy for him and his family um an nhl employee wrote in the email that the league will leave that matter for the blackhawks to manage and that that is according to john doe 2's lawyer i that's so messed up like i'm sorry that is fucked up I don't know who in NHL PR can possibly think that anyone will believe anything they've said after this comes out. Like, you're sitting there with the Kyle Beach stuff being like, yeah, no, we're definitely committed to change and this, that, and the other thing. And then you turn around and you're like, actually, we're not going to help you after we've ruined your life. Like, and if you're not going to help this kid now when the international media spotlight is on you you clearly have no intention of doing it ever so what do you like why are you expecting us to believe anything you've said with regards to anything else not that there's been a lot of like promises made because a lot of what has been said has been deflecting and you know being like we're sorry this happened but like the nhl has basically told kyle beach we're sorry you feel this way that's been the equivalent of of their response and um gary hi fuck you for doing what you're doing like like 
you should like the nhl as a league whatever the owners whoever should feel so guilty that this young person went through this as a direct result of you not handling it right the first time like obviously they should feel incredibly bad about the kyle beach whole situation and and black ace and everything like that because that was their fault too for not protecting him properly but then you guys not handling that properly directly led to brett aldrich getting another job and doing this to another person and there's like the nhl is to blame here and they should feel so awful about it that all they want to do is help all they want to do is make it right for this person you're never going to make it completely right because this happened to them but you should be trying to help them get through this and you're not doing anything you're literally not doing anything and that's where i have a problem exactly i think both of you covered it really well and it's just it's the fact that they think that anything they've done or claimed to do or say they will do will matter after this like it's like fucked up on fucked up therapy is expensive but especially in the states where nothing is covered yeah therapy is expensive in the states it's expensive here but it's even more expensive in the states because uh privatized healthcare and greed and money and power anyway it's a different conversation but you know who it's not expensive for the NHL. A multi-billion dollar company. And the NHL probably have access to doctors and therapists that they can set him up with the best of the best yeah. that he probably doesn't have access to in Michigan. No, definitely not. Um, and that's what's the most messed up about this. Actually, that's, you know what? All of this is messed up. This is just so fucked. So something that we're not talking about enough is uh, the fact that this isn't just on Gary Bettman. This isn't just on Bill Daly. This isn't just on Donald Fur. There are 32 other pairs of hands that are on this because all those men, yeah, sure, they're the face of the league. They're the face of the executive board of the league. Who do they work for? The they work owners. for the 32 NHL owners. 32 men who have, at this point, the power to change what's happening. No one has made a move to do that. No one has applied any. Sure, we've seen reports that there are some disgruntlements within the ownership groups and there are some people that are frustrated with Batman. Uh, as long as eight of them are on his side, he stays. Those are the terms of the past CBA. So I don't want to hear it with, oh, like at least the owners are upset and this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. If you were upset enough, you'd be doing something. And the fact that you're not shows me that you don't actually care. And for you to not care about this, I, like, what kind of despicable human are you? Especially because I know the majority of you have kids. I know the majority of you have kids in high school, have younger daughters, younger sons. Put yourself in this mother's, watch this interview. I'll be straight up. I couldn't watch this interview because I knew it would break me and I'm already in a very, very delicate mental health state. But this interview with John Doe 2's mother should be mandatory viewing for the entire league, mm -hmm. especially everyone in suits, everyone that has even an iota of power in the situation. Sit down and watch that. Put yourself in her shoes. If this was your kid, would you be content with a group of 32 people that have the power to change something just standing there not doing anything because it doesn't directly impact them? Yeah, I didn't think so. Mic drop.
Okay. So, we're going to move on because Casey has beautifully ended that. To our last point for hockey before we jump to Mickey for overtime is Carey Price. Carey Price has rejoined the Habs. He rejoined on Sunday, which was three days ago for us. So, the 6th. Did I do math right? Yes, 6th. Um... So, he is not in practice yet. He's obviously not playing. I thought it was the seventh. Okay, I can't math. <laughs> All right. It's fine. Okay, we, we knew this. We expected that. I, we all knew I was wrong, even if we wanted to believe. Uh, we, we all said the sixth at first, so we're all wrong. Okay, we're all stupid. Uh, we all don't know the days of the week or how numbers work. Um, but Carey Price is back. He uh, rejoined the Habs, and... He is currently meeting with the team's athletic trainers to basically come up with a plan to get back into shape after his knee surgery. He also released a statement talking about how about his mental health and how the the like checking into uh, player what's player it called assistance. player assistance program was because of substance abuse. So I'm gonna read out the statement for you because I think he it was really like it was really good. Yeah. Said, over the last few years, I've let myself get to a very dark place, and I didn't have the tools to cope with that struggle. Last month, I made the decision to enter a residential treatment facility for substance use. This had, things had reached a point, and I realized I needed to prioritize my health for both myself and my family. Asking for help when you need it is what we encourage our kids to do, and that's what I needed to do. I'm working through years of neglecting my own mental health, which will take, my, uh, take some time to repair. All I can do is take it day by day. With that comes some uncertainty with when I will return to play. I appreciate all of the overwhelming support and well wishes. I please ask that the media and our hockey community continue to respect our privacy at this time. Your support and respect of this is so far has been a critical piece to my recovery. Um, okay, that I think that was very powerful. Um, like Mick said, I think he said exactly what he needed to and not more or less because he doesn't need to say anything but he did uh and i've been seeing well most people are supportive i have been seeing uh like old angry white men on twitter being like well he cost the habs their start of the season and they sucked at the start of the season because the habs were gonna suck whether he was in nets or not he can stop goals he can't score them this team can't score goals shut the fuck up yes yes that um sorry <laughs> do not apologize that was right yeah and so they, they basically said that and then said he owes us an explanation because of no he doesn't owe you shit you jackass like he doesn't owe you anything but the fact that you got it are you happy now are you happy like i'm just so sick and tired of people thinking that athletes and public figures and like Okay, let's stick to athletes. The athletes owe them an explanation when it's stuff regarding mental health or any of their personal lives. Like, no, they don't owe you anything. You don't know this person personally. You watch them on TV. Like, you own their jersey. You don't know them, who they are as a person. They're not your buddy boy. They're not your family friend. Like, they're not your brother, your sister, your dad. No. That's not how that works. They don't owe you anything. Ladies, look, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, as someone from Montreal, 
Carey Price literally means the world to that city. And I have no doubt that the media there will continue to respect his privacy and give him what he's asking for, which is space and time. Because my fucking God, do we owe it to him. He, the run he took the Habs on this summer to the cup, like final. I have truly never seen that city in that state in my 20 years of living there. And when I tell you, like, you could go outside and you could almost pretend that the world wasn't falling apart around you, it was incredible. And that was because of Carey Price and what he did. And now knowing that he did all that, he gave all that to us while he had nothing left for himself, I don't think I could ever respect a human being more. And anyone that is coming after him, um, please kindly throw yourself off a cliff because yeah no and his statement just said everything beautifully especially the part about you teach your kids to ask for help and you need to do the same and someone made a really interesting point on twitter that like wasn't really touched on in his statement but it's hard to kind of think that it didn't have an impact um i believe it was leanne strollo who said that Oh, maybe asking him for all those like one-off opinions about what happened to the indigenous kids wasn't as harmless as we all thought it was. And that's just like a really nice reminder to everyone that the burden of learning about the genocide this country committed does not fall on the people who survived it. Yep. It falls on you. Yep. So let's stop asking the handful of indigenous athletes in the NHL for their thoughts and feelings and opinions because... Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that shit hurted and there's no way that they're okay after knowing that and after that stuff comes to light and especially seeing it in this case I'm not saying that that's the only thing that caused this but it's hard to imagine that this wasn't just like another piece in the bucket of what pushed him to this point so I just wanted to get that in there you know yeah I think Casey hit it on the head perfectly there I I I have so much respect for Carey Price, and I mean, I did before this. He's one of the greatest hockey players um, and seems like a great person as well. But the way he said in his statement about, you know, prioritizing himself and we teach, like Casey said, we teach our kids. This is what everybody should be doing. If you need help, you ask for it. Like, we all need to prioritize ourselves and our mental health. And, and Carey did do that, and he knew that he needed to do that for himself and for his family. And hockey is so not important in this situation and that's what we need to remember yeah absolutely we say it every week continue to say it every single week something is just bigger than the game and this is one of them someone's health in jack eichel someone's mental health and mental well-being in carrie price um workplace safety in the bob murray situation literally everything about the John Doe 2 situation. Everything we've talked about in hockey this week is bigger than the game. But what is the league doing here? Not very good. Um, Hold the higher-ups responsible. Change can only start at the top. Tangible change is only made if we start in front office, right at the top. Give young, diverse people opportunities because that's when you'll actually get change. And with that, I'm going to pass it to Michael Gershi for overtime. So we're going to start off with the NWSL. Playoff semifinals are this weekend. 
uh, I believe on the 14th. So check those out for sure. We have the Portland Thorns against the Chicago Red Stars. The Portland Thorns are, I think, the team that we're all cheering for in this household. Yes. Christine Sinclair obviously is is going for a trophy, uh, Captain Canada, as we know and love her. Karina LeBlanc was recently named GM of Portland. So they just have all the Canadians. Ian Wilkinson joining them as head coach next season. All the Canadians. Wow, literally like Canadian soccer Mount Rushmore is being put up in Portland right now. And I'm so here for it. Yeah. So if you don't have a team that you cheer for in the NWSL and you're Canadian, maybe cheer for Portland. Um, the other semifinal is the Washington Spirit against the OL Reign. So that is this weekend. Obviously, the two winners will play each other in the final later this month recently san diego announced their name will be the san diego wave they along with angel city fc will join the league next year anybody have any opinions on the name the san diego wave i love it i think it's great it's it's cool it's different it's i love when teams do something that isn't just like a plural of a noun you know like i think it's fun i think it's great for a coastal city um also speaking of cities a reminder (laughs) I hate the wave. Oh my gosh. I'll have to take Alex Higgins to a San Diego wave game just so he can sit and watch everyone do the wave all game long. Um, Also a reminder to a certain Josh Kim, Angel City isn't an actual city. It's LA. It's LA, like I said, but you know, gave me half a point for that one. Yeah. So Angel City obviously is Los Angeles. That's the team with all the celebrity owners. You know them already. The last little soccer bit we're going to talk about is this story that's coming out about um, a French player, Aminata Diallo, who plays for um, Paris Saint-Germain. And she was taken into custody on Wednesday morning, so today when we're filming this, or recording this, sorry. One day after she replaced her injured teammate, Kiera Hamrio, in uh, PSG's midfield for their Champions League game against Real Madrid. So yesterday... And then today she was taken into custody. So allegedly, Hamreu accepted a ride home from Diallo after they had a team meal. And while they were driving, the car was stopped by two men and the women were pulled out of the vehicle. Um, somebody who was close to the situation said this. And while Diallo was head by, held by one of the um, people assaulting them, uh, Hamreu was actually assaulted pretty badly. Um, She has a lot of cuts and heavy bruising. Thankfully, no broken bones. But uh, allegedly, Diallo was in on this. And we basically have ourselves a Tanya Harding situation here um, on Nancy Kerrigan in 1994, I believe. But uh, thankfully, she is okay. And she doesn't have any broken bones or any serious injuries. She will be okay. Um, And Diallo was already taken into custody. But this is just wild. Yeah, I saw this when I woke up this morning. <laughs> I was like, this this can't possibly be real. Like, this is this is what you see in those, like, high school chick flicks where, like, the mean girl ruins the nerd's chance at being, like, the lead oh, or, like, the prom queen or the lead in the musical by putting a banana peel at the bottom of the stair. I'm like, what yeah. kind of childish ass energy is this? Y'all are both pro players. We're both national team players. Like, what are you? What could make you want to do that to a person? Like, what could make you want to do that to a person? Psychopathy, greed. Ask Tanya Harding. <laughs> okay. Tanya. Tanya. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
<clears throat> allegedly was never proven. Tanya, I feel like, is a different situation than this because... They weren't necessarily teammates. They were, yeah. they were competing against each other. They were competing against each other. Also, like, Tanya... Still, we're both Americans. Yeah, but Tanya was also, like, the one that was picked on and the one that wasn't perfect and, like, whatever. I mean, I don't know anything about Diallo. Like, I, I don't Yeah, know. yeah, neither do I. Um, but I think, like, not to defend harming anyone, but I just think they weren't teammates. But like, they were still American teammates. You all skate under skate. Like, under the American, you all, yeah, all skate like, under skate. You all like, skate under. USA or like, yeah. Or Canada, that's called Skate Canada. I don't know what it's in the state. It's just, USA uh, skating, but, yeah. Like, you're, you're still teammates under that, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but they were competing against, but well, they also just hated each other. Anyways, not the point. Um, yeah. Diallo, like, it's just like, this whole situation is just so messed up. Like, you would do that to your own teammate where you're not competing against them. Well, like, oh, even, even if you are competing against them, it's not an excuse. Yeah, like, like she's compete- well, she was competing against her for a spot because she got to go in because she was hurt. Oh. Which is so messed up because she was doing it to get a spot in the starting lineup. Or in the lineup. Holy shit, that's so mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. She replaced her in the game yesterday because she was hurt. That is... That's why she did it. Yeah, I know. It just. Sorry, the wires just connected. That's so fucked up, guys. It takes a while for me to make connections, but like, guys, you. This is gonna. Did you? Do you think that people will not find out? The truth always comes out about situations like these. Exhibit A: The Lululemon murders. We were talking about this earlier. Go watch. Uh, uh. I mean, go listen to my favorite murder episode i think it's like episode 31 or 32 it's called namaste sexy they cover the lululemon murders it's really entertaining it is you should go listen to it but it is surprisingly similar to this situation um but yeah this is just so messed up and you did think this would happen on a professional level but here we are anyways back to mick yeah there's not really much more to say on this um i'm glad that hamrio is okay if there's any more information, I'm sure we'll cover it in the coming weeks. But, yeah. So, moving on to women's hockey. The last thing we're going to talk about. The Rivalry My Why series, depending on if you're in the States or Canada. They're kind of calling it different things right now. It's happening as part of Olympic centralization. Canada won the first two games, 3-1 and 3-2. Sarah Fillier, Canada's little superstar, uh, has three goals in these two games, including the game two game winning goal. She is 21 years old. And she is going to be a force to be reckoned with at these Olympics and then in the future. Sarah Fillier has scored six goals already in just nine games with the national team. And she just, her first appearance with them was in August. So it's been like three months. Obviously, she was part of the team that won gold over the Americans at the World Championships. And Canada has actually won four straight games against the U.S., which is their best run since a five-game streak from December 3rd, 2017 to February 15th, 2018. The rosters are a little bit different for these games, for Canada and for the U.S., depending on the game, because they're still trying to figure out who's going to make this Olympic team. But these games are not going to disappoint because it's Canada-U.S., and it's so much fun. So there is some upcoming games. This rivalry, my Y series, whatever you want to call it, is a nine-game series. We've already seen two. So we will have November 21st in Kingston, November 26th in Ottawa, this December 16th and 18th, in St. Louis, I believe, and then we go to the 20th of December in St. Paul, Minnesota, 
And then the last two games are back in Canada, January 3rd and January 6th in Vancouver and Red Deer, respectively. So in the meantime, Canada is actually heading to Finland. They should be there already because they're playing tomorrow in Finland. And then they're going to play on the 13th and the 14th against the Finnish team. USA was supposed to go to Ireland to play Team Russia, but they were forced to pull out because of COVID. So it's not happening. They're kind of just playing, I think, in and among the states against some men's teams. But those games, I think some of them are still available to watch. The Olympics are on their way. Women's hockey is is fantastic, as you all should know and should respect it. But Canada's really, really coming back because, you know, there was a while where Team USA was winning everything. All the world championships. They beat them at the last Olympics. And... Like Canada's hitting their stride at like the perfect moment. Yeah, they are. They had a fantastic World Championships, um, and now going into the Olympics, it's it's anybody's tournament to win. And I I don't know what's gonna happen. I really hope it doesn't go to a shootout again because I freaking hate that. Um, I don't think any gold medal or trophy should be decided by a shootout. That is my personal opinion, and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. Um, also, just a quick shout out to the PHF because their season started this past weekend. We are now coming into week two by the time you hear this. Great hockey available to be watched. Um, I think they're still streaming all their games on Twitch and other places as well. So look into that. Pick your team. They're having a full season this year, which we haven't seen, obviously, because COVID. They were doing the bubble. Um, But yeah, check that out for sure. We'll keep you guys updated on that as the season progresses. But yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Unless anybody has anything they want to add about women's hockey or women's soccer. Um, if you don't support women's sports, you're not a sports fan. You're just a men's sports fan. That has been my quote since like 2018. And every time I say it or Casey says it now, I'm just like, yeah. Let us, let us know if you... Put that on shirts. I was a, literally about to say, let us know if you want merch. I will Stay tuned for Unbench's holiday gift guide coming out soon. Um, shameless plug. Casey Claus, back at it again. You know it. This apartment is already fully decked up for the holiday season. Um, Casey has presents under a Christmas tree for both of us, and I, it, it literally sits outside my fucking room, guys. The tree is against my door. There's presents for me under the tree, and I walk out of my room. Every time I walk out, I, like, look at them, and I'm like, no, Dua, no, you are not a child. <laughs> Strength. No snooping. No snooping. Yes, there's... They're also beautifully wrapped. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Thank you. Also, go follow us on TikTok, because Karina is creating some bomb-ass content, including a basketball TikTok that's now at over 16,000 views. So you might not be one of our original fans, but you can join the second wave of Unbenched Buy-In. So get on over there. Dance, because I dance on there sometimes as well. Mick dances on there when her teams beat mine while I cry on the balcony. It's a great time. Um, On that note... Bing bong! Bing bong! Bing bong! Bing bong! Bye bye!